Welcome to Spread Talk with Pam and John, also known as The Calm, Before the Storm. Our purpose is to elevate the conversation and amplify special education resources. And our why is about making the impossible possible. So John, let's take a look at the episodes that we've done over this past year. So when you think back to this year, we've released 13 episodes and so, man, it's, it's just crazy to think, and it seems like it's been more than a year, honestly, since, since we made this a collaborative group. And so, you know, even thinking about back into season two, when we, I guess we, Pam, we started doing a lot of the networks in the tail end of season one and the beginning of season two. And then we kind of, season three was the season to really say, hey, let's try to get every, uh, you know, representatives from every technical assistance leadership network on sped talk to highlight the resources the supports the cool stuff coming out of our statewide technical assistance networks and so i want to say when you look back to things like inclusion in texas the inclusion network and the you know those may have been just before season three let's check dyslexia season three episode one we kicked it off with dyslexia that seems like a, a lifetime, lifetime ago, ago. yeah <laughs> When you've done these and you're looking at them each year, do you have a, a theme that you carry each year? Like, for example, in this case, you wanted to hit all of the networks, but was that the intent or your vision when this first started? We, uh, and Pam, I definitely jump in on that. But I, I think when we started, it wasn't so much like, hey, let's have a theme for the season. We kind of evolved into that. And it was, you know, at the beginning, we were hitting liaison colleagues. We were highlighting resources coming out you know, uh, of our colleagues at ESCs. And then I think pretty quickly we landed on through the liaison work of the fact that we met in Austin monthly. We had venues with TEA, with the technical assistance networks, with um, those departments, with review and support as that was evolving. You know, we had, we've had, uh, you know, Justin Porter, we've had uh, Ramonda, we've had Jacob Klett. And so, I think it's just been one of those things that it's evolved a little bit over time. And when we land, I think we finally realized, Hey, we definitely need to hit every, not just one or two, because we, I knew a person in this network and we were a little more familiar with this one, but we really need to highlight all of our technical assistance networks on this platform. And so that kind of evolved, I think, Monica, to answer your question, it wasn't necessarily the intent up front that we, hey, we're going to have a theme every year. Let's fit them within this theme. It was, okay, where are we at? Where are the stories? You know, where are we moved to kind of to, to highlight resources and stories? And, and then we landed on the technical assistance networks, reached out to Justin Porter and, and Jennifer Patterson and said, hey, we, we were thinking about going kind of this route and trying to really highlight all of the networks, not just one or two here. And they said, we think that'd be a great deal. Why don't you, maybe we could help support you in, in um, putting you in contact with some of those that maybe you, you don't already have a contact set up in. And I, like, I'm thinking about viewership. We're always talking about that. And I'm just spitting ideas. So I'm thinking, I love the thematic thing because our audience are educators and we live for themes. I mean, that's, that's kind of what we do in our work and we like to see things through you know, if we have a theme, let's say the theme, I'm, and again, let's say this year it happens to be adults, you know, young adults who went through our program and are now successful in the workforce. And we have uh, one or two 
questions that get asked in every single segment. And so people have to come in because they're like, those are great questions. Those are questions that impact my work. I need to know. I need to know the answers to those because that's going to affect how I'm going to help my students to get to that place. So I'm chiming in and then, oh my gosh, that was a great segment. What's the next kid going to say or a young adult? I'm chiming in, you know, something that keeps them having, you know, you watch Netflix and you're watching a certain series, you have to get to the next one because there's that theme, there's that content that's bringing you in. And I'm thinking, I don't know if that would be something that might help our viewership, if, if that's something we can try. And again, I know very little about podcasts, so I don't want to do anything that, you know, could set us back, but maybe that could be a way that we could open up our viewership and really get them hungry to come back each and every episode. Like I have to see the next one because this is an, a really important theme to me. I'm excited about it. And those two questions that got answered on that last one, I want to know what this other guy's going to say. Like, I want to see how it comes out yeah. here. Yeah, I mean, Monica, that is a good idea. Uh, I think, you know, it just so happened as I look at the list of uh, episodes that we've done in the past, we, we focus heavily on the high school age student or the post high school age student. Uh, in a lot of our episodes, when we look at Burleson, when we look at Kami and, and Simon, um, but we, we really have not focused a lot on like the younger kids mm -hmm. and what's going on for students who are, you know, early childhood or early elementary. And that might be something we need to consider. Because um, we, you know, as I said, looking at this, we're pretty heavy into the secondary students as opposed to the elementary then the, and the preschool type students. Mm -hmm. and, and, and it'd be interesting to find out some good even pre, you know, uh, early childhood special education programs right. that, that are going on within the state. And that might be something for us to consider. Transitional programs for those early kids. Yeah, right. absolutely. Right. But that's, but that's, an, that's, that's an area we have not, we have not touched at all. Um, so that's something that, you know, really to consider. And when you asked that, you know, if we planned out things, John gave you the long answer. The short answer was no. Uh, <laughs> it was that we were just happy people wanted to talk with us and we were able to just get in with people and that's and that's the most interesting thing about this is people want are wanting to share yeah they're wanting, they're wanting people to know what's going on in special education what they're doing uh the level of success they're having and and let other people know that hey we're out here doing this you can do this or if you need some help mm -hmm. You know, we're a, big, we're a good resource to tap into. I mean, so I just I, think everything is about a hook. There's so much information out in the world, period. And it's all about hooking people in. And once you get someone there, then they, you know, they'll stay. Like, this is great content. We right. just haven't hooked them yet. Because it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard to get people in. You know, how do you get the word out and get them to listen? So, I don't know. I was just thinking about it last night and, and just thinking about viewership. I'm like, we just got to get that hook. And once we do this, thing's going to explode because this is the kind of stuff that, that, you know, the world needs to hear and want to hear. I, I think they just haven't found it yet or the masses haven't found it yet. I would yeah. say. It's so. the masses. Some people find we, we have regular listeners. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll have people, you know, who, you know, say, Hey, I just listened to whatever episode and my director gets so excited. <laughs> She's like, oh, yeah, I'm so glad you guys talked to whoever the network like skills. She's like, now I understand what they're doing mm -hmm, as yeah. opposed to yeah. 
you know, although they, she might have been in a meeting with them, but still didn't have a clear, you know, vision of what it is they were talking about. And, right. and, and the fact that we get to ask more questions and, and dig a little deeper, that really helps those listeners who really try to understand what each network is doing. Right, and, right. And how, it, you know, and what their roles are. Monica, I hit you. I think you hit on something that's really big, though, and that is, and and, and it's it's ironic in some ways that you know you're saying that because really, when Pam and I started this, is you know we're we're in some instances we're going into some pretty heavy content, right? I mean, this is this is um, and for for people that are non-educators, some of this is high-level stuff, deep into education, resources, supports, the kind of things that that educators hopefully are learning about and, and, and the resources they're drawing down and beginning to use as we transition in Texas, that greater theme being there is a positive force moving through Texas right now. And that on a global scale, individuals with disabilities have, have really lived lives in many instances where expectations have been set for them that have been lower than what they are personally capable of achieving by others. How might we begin to add to that conversation keep that conversation going some of the when you mentioned themes you know and and i think so there are some there are some underlying themes that exist within our content that people have picked up on but i do believe that you're right there's a way to you know at the beginning pam and i wanted to create kind of like just a conversation we didn't want it to be you know, Pam had said, hey, I've, there's a couple educational podcasts out there, but God, they're dry. Like, <laughs> please don't make me listen to them. And we didn't <laughs> want that, right? We wanted to have this fun kind of talk radio feel mm -hmm. where we were becoming, um, we were educating ourselves on resources along the way, but we were highlighting and telling the stories of others. And so, um, so yeah, I just think there's so much potential to be creative in how we hook the you know, hook, hook our, our, our listeners and those people yeah. that really, they're the reason we do this is to elevate these resources, these ideas, these stories for our listeners, right. you know, and so maybe just within the year, we can come up with maybe one or two questions that get asked of every single interviewee that brings us back. You know, that's kind of our, our theme, yeah. not necessarily that we have to stick on something. And you're right. I think the banter between you and Pam is what makes this really unique is it's, it's very light. It's very light. It's very comfortable. It's very warm. Mm -hmm. It's not dry at all. That's what makes this different. And that's why, you know, I, I say we need this viewership to explode because I think I could see people just driving to work and hearing the voices and just, it starts your day really well. You know, mm -hmm. it, it feels yeah. like you had a nice little coffee with a friend and you're like, okay, I'm ready to walk into the office and deal with the things that are there. I kind of want to add into that as far as I like the idea of coming up with some questions that we include into every episode. Let's come up with maybe the podcast questions. I think, yeah. I think and Evan jump in. Cause I see you've got some. Yeah. So I think that if we talk about overarching theme or something and that one does not prevent the other from happening. Yeah, Evan, I mean, that was great. I, I think that what Pam and I had talked, and I, I think Jen, Jen DeLeon and I, and we had all, we were talking the other day about how when we go, we, we, we look at that wig, that wildly important goal, but then how are we circling back to what's wildly important within Sped Talk? You know, that we don't just become a stagnant platform that does the same thing over and over again. How do we continue to move this thing forward in a way that isn't honoring us, it's honoring 
those that want to invest in SPED Talk and listen to it and maybe become a voice in SPED Talk. And, and so I think that that's where, you know, having those, those themes not be mutually exclusive, that we, we can have like an overarching theme or something that kind of defined a season in a way, but, and it can still be a little organic, you know, having some diversity in our episodes helps us probably doesn't hurt us. You know, there's kind of a lighthearted one with cheer abilities and people that are in interested in that. Maybe we have more listenership, maybe we have less listenership, but then something rolls around and it's more in the wheelhouse of where our current listeners are. So they tune in. So it's, we're always adding a new listener as well as continuing to keep those current listeners plugged in and doing things like creating like those 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 questions that people want to hear answers to those you know and even maybe how we go about deciding what those questions may be it could be that feedback loop we look we have got to get more feedback from our listenership what are these questions people are wanting to know what are these stems where you know things like that usually the phrase like common thread like the question is the common thread happens in every episode yeah yeah common thread that's it that's it i love that it's yeah not so much a theme because that kind of blocks us in too much but that thread that weaves through that whole year um again just so people are just like i gotta hear that next episode because that thread is is fascinating to me it's interesting that first episode hit on this what's the next i gonna say i i've got to see the next episode yeah yeah that's that's really good and i'm sorry i don't talk a lot but i've got these ideas about this and if we go back Pam and John, historically, all the way back to those predetermined questions from the empathy interviews in our first year. That, that the idea is that the common thread that everybody gets asked something about why they got into education or why special ed or what was the most impactful memory they have from yeah. the last year or something like that. That's something so, an audience, oh my God, what are they going to ask about? Like, it's so emotional, like it grabs them, and yeah. pulls them in. You're hitting on something, Evan, that like I know Pam and I, and, and even when Amy Rogers was still with us, and it was kind of like, well, you know, and, and we, it was, it wasn't to this degree. I don't think it was as fleshed out and as effective as what we're discussing. We want it to be, but it was, you know, what is your one word? You know, we would ask everyone, yeah. what is your word? And, and tell us That's about good. that word. Why is that word where you feel we are with special ed or with education in Texas right now, with all the change, with your initiative, with your story, what's your word? And we would go around and everyone would say their word and they would talk a little bit about, you know, why that word and, and why they felt that way. And, and so I think that fleshing that out even a little bit more and having you know, kind of, because in some ways that's always been the goal is to tell the stories, not, not just the resources, but to tell the stories of those that are inside these organizations, these families, these schools, uh, you know, these agencies, because the more we humanize their stories, the more people want to tune in. And, and the more that we, we, I think as podcasters are humanized in that process, and then people want to buy into like this ongoing evolution of our stories and how mm -hmm. we kind of commingle these stories and how, you know, Joe Hinojosa now is almost, you know, and, and another idea is having like a, a regular from the field, like, Hey, you know, as often as possible, can we get like a, you know, someone that phone that taps into our episodes and has, you know, a, a, a voice from the field, you know, in regardless of what our sessions are, we have these recurring. And so there's a lot of ideas that I'm getting, Evan, just from what you were saying. You know, I want to say that I kind of looking back, listening to you guys talk, I was looking through the list of episodes. And when you look at Simon's, don't be afraid to be included. That was his, that was his 
you know, don't be afraid to go out there and do something. When you look at um, uh, Nikki Daniel, whoever she was talking about her boys and both of them having autism and, you know, what's the message here? Don't give up on your child. You can love them and you can have high expectations and you can still want the best for them, even though they are going to do things differently. You know, same thing with cheer abilities and Jasmine and, and, you know, her story of she wasn't involved in anything. She didn't want to have anything to do with anybody, but yet cheering brought out something in her that wanted her, she wanted to be involved. So I think we've kind of stuck to that thread. It's just a matter of making it more obvious. Yeah. I was going to say asking a direct question, like mm -hmm. a, making it something that's, that's predictable. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, knowing your why. Knowing your why. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, something like that. Have uh, the viewers come in and know our why when we start our season. Yeah, but even you asking, know? but even asking the listener, you know, you know, whoever we interview, what is your why? What is your, your why, why for doing it you know, for doing this work? And that will lead down, you know, who knows where that road would lead. Because <laughs> I, I love the common thread language. I think that's that's what I was trying to say. Thank you, Evan. That's that's what I, I meant. You, you took what I meant. I, was, I, I let you have that. I, I talk good. I mean, that's what I got. I talk good. I don't know about much else. And then the whole, keep talking, Evan. Keep talking. The humanizing that John said, that that's what's going to make this mm -hmm. last. That's what's going to make people keep coming back. This is in real yes. life. This is not the theory part. We're not talking yeah. about the big words and the pretties. We're talking about what really happens and how amazing it turns out because of the work that everyone does in education. Yeah. Yes. Well, everybody wants to hear a story, a success yes. story. Yes. You know, that's yeah. everybody wants to hear that. And everybody wants to hear the 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 means to the end. You know, right. like how did this happen and what what kept you going? And, that's right. You know, um, that's inspiring. So if we can keep that. Yeah, and, and you, Amy, you're spot on with that. And I think, and here's where I think something, I, I strongly believe this. I think the more we have, like the, the voice, the, 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 the stories, the individuals, the perspectives of those here right now this morning in our episodes, the more you all, you guys are willing to kind of become part of that, that larger sped talk table that your voices are heard and your, your perspectives are shared. And I think it really does improve our show. I mean, I look at like this season and how some of the episodes that we've had, like the Corsicana and, and Pro Penguin Project and the Texcan and Cheerabilities and right. And Evan, I think you helped us coin the phrase like uh, um, loving students doesn't lower expectations. Right. And uh, like, we that, put that on a t-shirt. We need to put right. that on a mug. Like we do, we have to like get those phrases out there and get them being said in the school system because that's that'll be tied back to our, this podcast yes. i like that i like that yes don't be afraid to be included love you know yes. and i see that so so one thing i'll tell you i'm excited about and this is circling our buddy joe hinojosa from yes. berlin's center back in I, I i reached out to joe because you know we're landing on a sped talk logo pretty soon and and when we get that that logo we've decided is going to be our sped talk logo and we start to you know trademark that and put it on stickers and t-shirts and and then get them out into different venues and areas and and at t case and at you know i mean just have a push for that i reached out to joe uh, at burleson center and they have a full print shop and said hey and i mean this could be something that we don't sustain i don't know maybe cost prohibitive or something but joe uh, wants to set up a uh 
a meeting with those that are interested in being part of the meeting to talk about how they, they're all in, they want to produce, they want to, you know, and so for those of you that aren't familiar down in San Antonio area, Edgewood ISD, Bertelsen Center for Innovation and Learning. And I think it's kind of evolved since then because A&M has kind of taken them in and made them even bigger than what they were. But they uh, have a, you know, fully operated um, um, programs for um, 18 plus students that are that run a print shop that run and so I'm hoping that we can he wants to have a planning meeting um, soon to discuss how they could hopefully we could get in business with them and they could do our prints for our t-shirts our stickers our whatever we want I love it what's your one word tell me all those again what's Evans I need to write them down what's that now can you repeat Evans phrase again about lowering, oh, lowering students lo loving students <laughs> doesn't lower expectations and that was a uh, so so much has come from this season because that was an episode um this season that we did following um right don't be oh, afraid we, to be included don't be afraid to be included that and was right after loving right. students doesn't lower expectations yeah i mean that just that just said it all Loving students. Yeah, I got that. Okay, so then the next one was, don't be afraid to be included. Don't be that afraid one. to be included. And then what's your one word? I just think these are so catchy. Like you said, to put on a t-shirt, to put on a bumper sticker, to put on your coffee cup, you know, for people to talk about what's your one word. What is that talk? And then, oh, they do this cool thing where they go around and they'll ask you what, imagine them saying, I'm going to do that in my classroom. Yeah. I'm going to yeah, yeah, do yeah. that in my classroom, you know? So it's just, we got to hook them. We got to hook them. Absolutely. And so I think, I think the fact that don't be afraid to be included it w was worthy of being even recommended for a Barbara Jordan Media Award. To me, that alone was like, oh my gosh, you gotta be kidding me. And then the fact that, you know, the governor's committee like listened to that episode and looked at our podcast and said, this is the kind of platform, this is the episode that we think is deserving of a 2021 Barbara Jordan Media Award. Nothing to do with me, nothing to do with Pam everything to do with Connie and, and Cammie and, and like and Simon and the story and us elevating those positive examples. And so, you know, I think um, it is just so exciting when I think into next season, you know, the, the kind of stories we already have in the can, some of the stuff we've already recorded, much less the episodes we have coming up. Well, it's I have just so exciting. John, because you and Pam are the voices behind it. So yes, the, off, you know, Connie forgetting the idea that it started there, um, but all the way through to scheduling it, you know, I mean, if you don't make that good connection, they may not have come on. And then you all have to run that show in a way that they're comfortable expressing and sharing themselves and being vulnerable there. And then Evan's got to get a hold of that editing and make it look, I mean, like it's everybody. That episode was like every single person. So I'm just saying I disagree with that part because y'all are very important. And, and we did not pay Monica to say any of that. Right. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Because <laughs> we, we have no budget. No. <laughs> this is just such good work. This this is like a super fun collaborative group. Like it doesn't even feel like work when we come here. It's just fun. It's well, it, it Monica, you're right. And I think that's Pam and I wanted this always to be the positive, lighthearted, you know. Everyone has something to contribute, an idea. The mo anyone can do technical work and this, and but it's the ideas, the connections. That's what's worth platinum. You know, I mean, that's why Sped Talk has 
not just fizzled on the vine and died off. It's because of the ideas and, 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 and the connections that are being made through this. And, and, and so I think that in some ways is a positive contagion, you know, people want to continue it and, and everyone that comes on and, and gives of their time to contribute in an episode I swear every time people go, this was so much fun. This was great. And, and so that's the goal is that we create um, an experience really for people where they get to come on, tell their stories, be honored, be celebrated, and really be able to be vulnerable if they choose to be. And, and, and that we're going to make sure through, you know, Evan, through the editing process that we make everyone shine, you know, everyone's going to shine through this platform. You know, in the, in the, I've been a part of this now a year, which that's, it just blows my mind that a year has gone by so quickly it, at the, you know, a year ago, I was just coming into liaison work and, and with you guys, but through the episodes that I've been a part of, I do have to say that everyone being involved, everyone has contributed something so unique, so different. Everyone has been able to connect to the different topics in one way, shape, or form. And the one that really sticks out in my mind is when Evan was able to connect with Jasmine mm. in no way, because we were asking questions. I had sent some questions ahead of time. They had worked. And when I talked with mom afterwards, she was like, we were ready. She was ready. She knew what she was going to say. Yeah. And we got on and we started recording and it was like, mm, nope, I'm done. I'm not going to talk. <laughs> But then Evan found this magical way of connecting with Jasmine. And even though it was just a few words, he was able to get her to say something. Amen. And so, you know, things oh, like good. that are so powerful, that are so amazing. I was like, wow, we tried everything. Hey, Evan was able to connect with her. Let's put that on a t-shirt. I talk good. <laughs> Sped talk. I talk. I can be. I can be our catchphrase. The Heckman charm. No I love it. I just, oh, the Heckman <laughs> charm. Yeah, don't put that on the t-shirt. Nobody needs that. But Jen, but but Jennifer, you you hit on something that is that it, it, contributions like they come in all these different shapes and sizes and forms, and and that's something that going into next season, we just want to capitalize on there's monica you know amy there's no way we can accomplish the kind of things we want to accomplish through sped talk without y'all being engaged and involved if you choose to do so you know into next year and so so it's one of those things we're hoping that we can you know work around people's schedules we can schedule time for people to be on the on, on the recordings with us we can you know i mean because it really is we're better together you know we are so much better as a group than we are as pam and me and so i think that's the magic and when it happens and i think about some of the things coming up like like our season one drop Episode one is going to be Jennifer Patterson, Justin Porter talking liaison, the, the grant historically looking back, the progress we've made thus far, where we're going in the future. And then really, we just get to honor them for allowing this initiative to continue that led to the Barbara Jordan Media Award, things like that. So um, being able to kind of release that and humanize you know jennifer and and justin in special ed a lot of people know who they are around the state everyone doesn't get to sit and have a conversation with them every day so this is allowing a lot of people around the state to sit and, and kind of join the table and listen in on the conversation with them and i think that's the point and then and then you know jumping into the, some of these other upcoming episodes we have i think that are just going to be really cool i'm just super excited 
And one thing we've uh, discussed, uh, John and Jen and myself, was really kind of thinking about many episodes, many episodes. So they won't be as long as some of our other ones, but it might just be on a topic and just might be just be a few of us just discussing a topic or someone might have someone at their ESC, at their service center that has something going on, but and they just want to share or at a school district or a charter, you know, just kind of think about kind of, I'm kind of going back, circle back to what Monica said, you know, looking at, you know, we could have a common thread going that direction. So we're really looking at kind of expanding ourselves, but not overdoing it, not killing ourselves, but just opportunity for people just to jump on and talk with us. So the interviews might not be long or the, or the discussions might not be long, but it might be something somebody would just want to hear, you know, just pick it up and say, hey, oh, wow, that's, that was a fantastic idea. Oh, I need to contact that school. Just, or even just with, with us, just a sped talk group. That might be a subject area, you know, that somebody wanted to discuss and we'll just jump on and record it and then just shoot it out just as a, you know, just as a mini, mini episode. Yeah. Oh, that's, that. that's a good idea. Kind of yeah. like mini episodes in between the, yeah. I like right. that. And even if we, it could be that we have episodes that we kind of couple, a couple mini epi- or a couple little mini segments into one. Like if there's a theme or a content that we do and we can have little clips that build out into an episode. And, and two, I think Pam, Pam's idea was that it'd be a way for us to really kind of flesh out some of these areas of expertise of, of some of us, you know, if, if Amy, if you have a background in a certain area that you, and we can highlight that a little bit through the conversations mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and Jennifer and her background and, and, you know, it allows us to just organically really have these conversations, you know, even Evan mm-hmm. from the perspective, like I think about the conversations we could continue to have about his prior experience as a campus administrator. And then his evolution through the liaison role and and really perspective he's gained since and and just you know just great stories and people are living these examples in real life right now right they're out there they're working on the campus they're they see themselves in these stories okay Um, john i'm gonna interrupt you there because you just hit on something and an idea popped into my head with with amy who's also been a campus administrator and Evan, that right there in itself, I think would be an episode that we could talk about bringing up those thoughts that you just had. Different perspectives, bringing that into the liaison world and how that's helped or how it's benefited or how, you know, the, the impact that it's had mm-hmm. on the work as liaisons. I think- But also, uh, Jennifer, I think it'd be cool to show like, I mean, if I knew what I had known now, then, you know, so inspire some administrators to get more involved in special education, know more about that ARD table and the decisions they're making, great resources that we have that can, you know, I mean, it could be, could be both sides. Yes. What, how has it affected me now? And then, or us or whoever, and then, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? How would it maybe encourage others to know more? Yeah. Yeah, to take that journey themselves, you know, to get to to begin that process of, of, you know, so much it's like that fear of the unknown and you're like, oh my gosh, special ed, I don't even, you know, and as a campus administrator, there's so many fires and things to handle and manage and you think, well, mm-hmm. special ed, that's, I've got a department, a, a whole program for that, you know, and mm-hmm. not, and I mean, not, I'm not saying, and I hate to generalize that from no, you know, camp, campus mm-hmm. administrator, <laughs> you know, perspective, but. You're um, right. Yeah, <laughs> you have. 
Nobody else going to do that one, huh? Well, on special ed is scary. One strong move and you have an attorney on your campus. That doesn't happen yeah. in all those other departments, but it happens in SPED. And so for and, an admin the, yeah. who doesn't receive ample um, education going through your program in that, that yeah. is scary. And I see why they default and say, put it on the diag or put it on the special. I, yeah. I can Monica, very good. Very good. Yeah, and, yes. you know, it's funny because I, I came in um, not having the actual administrative experience. I come in very much from a serving. My, my head is still in serving. That's how I felt with my admin. I always felt like I was there to serve them. Like, what do you need from me? How do I remove any stress that you have? Like, let me find out. Let me go know. Let me take mm -hmm. the hits in this way. You know, because I beat us, Monica. And then we didn't know anything. Well, no, I mean, I, I was blessed with amazing administrators. I had really strong ones, but I always felt like that was my yeah. role. Like, like mm -hmm. it's my job to know it that deep because you've got to know everything else. So, you know, it just... So I still come in the liaison position. Yeah. I notice, you know, as I'm working with admin, I still have that mindset of I'm here to serve you. I'm here to serve you. Okay, so um, Monica, you're giving me an idea because it could be cool to show that relationship between the Diag and the campus administrator and how oh, yeah. important that relationship Huge. is. Right. Not just, um, it's not one or the other. It's really how you complement each other and how you Huge. work together. And how yeah, there cannot be an ego there 100% mm -hmm. on, on either end because you've got to play off each other when you've got a tough situation and one that doesn't have an easy answer for mm -hmm. multiple reasons, because you can't serve it on your campus or because yeah. the parents not wanting, whatever the reason is, or the child is just very co complex. You ha can't have an ego. The two of you have to pull those resources and figure out how together are we going to make sure that this child receives everything they're supposed to. Yeah, and I, put in our means. So absolutely, I can't yeah. agree with that more. I, I think you that is so spot on. I think that the idea is that one, you have to have two experts in their areas that really are s s wanting to serve right the best interests of that kid together collaboratively, and they want to build capacity in one another. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the whole goal. Is that you know because I'm doing you know if I'm if I'm a diagnostician or if I'm a principal and I'm doing 100% of my job and never building that capacity of why I'm doing and how I'm doing with the other, then I'm only kind of only doing half that job, you know, yeah. and that, and so I think that's what, that's what I hear is touching on the magic that happens when, yeah. when some, when, when, they, a when, relationship. It, when they get it right. And that's mm -hmm. the beauty of this group. Yeah. You know, I listen a lot to, to y'all who have different experiences and it just, it reminds me, it takes me back to an experience I had on the campus. And I'm like, I understand even more now why that happened, why that was a no why I got a kibosh on something, you know, cause sometimes we couldn't finish the conversation. It was just a, we're not going down that road. And I had to, I had to respect that. Sometimes I didn't understand. And so as I listen to you all speak, I, I understand more, you know, cause now I feel even in your world in a different way because I'm a liaison. So it's just opened up my eyes working with people with such varying backgrounds, but um, it's funny how we just pull and feed off of each other. And then we're able to grow ourselves now and then go out there and do the work we're supposed to, which is help those, those LEAs, you know, be the best that they can be. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think we've just talked about some potential future episodes. Mm. You know, we've got a couple of others scheduled that coming in, you know, with Northside ISD, the founder of Alcove, um, Shelby's bridge. We've got several different episodes coming in for the future and, We've taken a look at what we've done in the past and some great things have come from that. I, I, I'm excited for this season of SPED Talk coming up. I'm anxious to see what path 
we decide to follow and how we decide to move forward from here. And I think a big, big, something that will be very um, defining for us is going to be once we decide and land and brand sped talk with our logo. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think so too. I think it'd be great for us to have uh, a strategy for maybe a tea case, uh, great ideas, uh, 2022, February, January, whenever that flows out, usually if there was a way for us to have a presence there, um, at tea case, um, with branded materials and be able to somehow kind of, and maybe, maybe have a, uh, if it's not a actual session, maybe have like a, a table or something set up or some kind of, I don't know. I just think that, that yeah. it'd be a great idea for us to really Absolutely. network and connect with lots of people that we all know from around the state that we see at these conferences, but as well as make new contacts and be able to kind of share. So those are just a few ideas. I mean, I get, you know, Jennifer, you said you're excited. You know, I stay excited <laughs> about this stuff. And so, but I think about like Alcove and, and Shelby's bridge and like the stories we're going to learn about through those episodes. And the fact that we we have another Barbara Jordan Media Award story coming on to Sped Talk in a yeah. future episode. You yeah. know, it, is it is it Northside ISD down Northside there? Northside ISD. Yeah. yeah, and so like just to be able to kind of that's a story that's already been elevated through the local medias and such to the point where it that story and those media outlets won a Barbara Jordan Media Award this year for that. But that now we're getting to continue to elevate that awesome work of the coach that's learning sign language for to make sure the students on the field and off the field are being successful like that's the magic of sped talk that we just get to highlight and elevate those types of stories and and examples for others to hear right one thing i'd like to like to say is that uh for the episode with kami and simon you know one in simon's goal was to uh have a swing for uh, for people in wheelchairs. Well, he completed that task I think last week. They've gotten it built. It's been put in the city park, and they uh, they tested it with the young lady that he was inspired by to create the swing. So he got it done, and that he was so. It. That's he did. That's, that's why we so impressive, do, isn't it? Yes. Because he stuck through the project, he got some help, to, you know, to finalize the uh, design of it. And uh, on Facebook, Kami uh, posted the picture of him and then the young lady uh, in the swing, and he followed through. So that's, I mean, that's that's a that's a story. That's a heartfelt story. That's that's when you believe in the impossibilities. That's when you look at a young person's dedication to a project and not giving up on it. So that yeah. was just, it was just exciting for me. It was just exciting to see and just to see him there with the workers overseeing the project. <laughs> that was like, super cool. Yeah, that was, was super cool. After like, this is him, mine. This is yes. mine. Okay. I, I, I'm here. There's, there's no stopping Simon. There is no stopping Simon. That guy, he's going to lap all of us. <laughs> That's all I can say. That guy yeah. has got it figured out. And he is definitely not a person to get knocked down and stay down. So. And, be, and with him becoming a Special Olympic gold, global messenger, he's going to be traveling all over the world yes. to unified sports. Mm-hmm. And not to, so you think about this. This is a young person from Brady, Texas, who, who, had, who really did not engage a lot with people until... You know, he uh, came. He became his his teacher, 
mm. and, and to be hooked into unified uh, sports and the programs that they have and, and to become a global messenger. This is a big deal. I mean, you know, because of one relationship with one teacher, right? One and teacher. I bet we all have an educator in our yeah. past. I was thinking of questions and I wrote down, how does your teacher student relationship still impact your life today? You know, all of us have that relationship and even from parent to teacher with our child, you know, so how have you carried that relationship into your adulthood? Like, what do you remember back? How do you still connect to that, that it still shapes you and feeds you and fuels you and and causes you to make certain decisions today or inspire you or get you through hard times. Like what was that one teacher that just told you you could. And so even when you think you can't right now, it's huge. It's huge. You just hit it. Like, I think that could be a theme right there, a common thread. Who was your one? Who was your educator? Who can you think of that person that you think back to that really saw something in you, you didn't see. And not until they saw it, did you say, well, maybe I could do something important. Well, this has been a great, great conversation, guys. Yeah, that, that's what, one thing I was going to say is that the beauty of this project is, although there's three of us, well, some of you have already met John and been in the room with him, but I have not been with Anna or Jen or Amy or Monica, is that even in spite of not having the face-to-face time, being able to sit up on Zoom and, car- and carry on conversations has been a blessing. Is that yeah. it? Everybody is committed to this thing we call special education. John, tell everyone how they can continue to elevate the conversation about special education in Texas. You got it, Pam. They can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at SpedTalk2020. Because in these disconnected times, connecting with others has never been so important. Now more than ever, it takes courage to create culture and kindness to keep us connected. If you enjoyed this episode of SPED Talk, be sure to share it with a friend because information should always flow through us, not to us. We couldn't do this without you, our listeners, and we need your help sharing the amazing transformation occurring in special education. Together, we can change the trajectory of learning opportunities in Texas for students with disabilities. If you have ideas, information, or resources that you think we should share on an upcoming episode of SPED Talk, let us know at SPED Talk 2020 on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. And be sure to like our page while you're there. Oh yeah, and if you get a chance, please consider giving us a positive review on the podcast platform that you listen to Sped Talk. Living in the moment and the moment is the future.